Hey, I'm Scotty. Welcome to the show. Starly is an incredibly talented Australian singer-songwriter who, after spending the start of her career writing music for other people, made the leap to release her own music under her own name. One of those songs has since been played a billion times worldwide and now is one of the tracks on her debut album. We caught up on release day, which was very special, and spoke about how that feels to finally be releasing her full body of work, what her songwriting and collaboration process looks like, and who, which big DJ pass on the song that now has a billion streams. I was very lucky to get a decent chunk of time with Starly and she was absolutely beautiful to speak with. So please enjoy my conversation with Starly. Release day. This is this is really quite exciting um, because it's not very often yeah. you get to chat to an artist um, on release day, let alone on release day of their debut album. So thank you for yeah. taking the time today. I really appreciate having a moment to chat with you about it. Um, how are you feeling? Because this has been a, quite a long time coming. Are you? Is yeah. it excitement? Is it nerves? Is it relief? Um, Where are we at? Yeah, well... I'm a bit tipsy at the moment, so I guess I feel tipsy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel excited and tipsy. Well, I'm in LA, so we're it's like 8 p.m. LA time on yeah, a right. Thursday night. So, um, yeah, I feel super excited. Like today, I've been so like, it just it feels good to have my to have that baby just out there yeah. now, and now I can just feel feel you know like people are um, actually finally going to get to hear what I've been working on for so long. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very, very happy. It's also very exciting um, as a fan of yours living in Australia and obviously from being from Australia, you've got a big fan base here waiting for it. And it's I think it's there's something cool about it being released here first just because of the time right. zone. Yeah, no, I love that too. Like because I only got to L.A. about two days ago. I was in Sydney for nine months. So you're tipsy um, and jet lagged and just going through all yeah. of it. <laughs> All the emotions because I got here and I was like, whoa, like the energy is so different to what was happening in Sydney. Yeah. And I was super homesick. Like when I arrived, I was like, I just want to turn back around, go straight back home. Mm. But um, I know there's things that I have to do here, so it's all good. But having it come out in Australia first definitely made me feel really good because that's my connection to home and that's my like ode to, um, you know, the country that I love the most. So, yeah, so it's all good. Makes sense. Speaking of connections to, to things that you, you know and love, I you're currently signed with Central Station Records, which are an independent label. Um, and just kind of knowing yeah. a bit about how the game works, after the huge success of your first single, I'm assuming you were in a position where there were a lot of majors, a lot of big players kind of coming at you with offers and whatnot. What, was it an mm-hmm. active decision for you to stay with the team that you were with? Um, and, like, why was that important for you to stay with an independent label? Well, um, firstly, I guess I signed with Central on my own. Like I had no management back then when I signed with them. Mm. And it was more because there was a particular A&R named Archie who I was working with that I believed in that I was like, he um, he just was a great partner for me in general. And I just knew he was going to help me do what I wanted to do. And so that was a really important thing to me. Um, and he, like we just had such a close working relationship that it just made sense for me to stay with them. Mm. But um, I signed to Epic um, as a licensing company um, during the process, once my song, one, one of my songs got really big um, in America, but nobody, I, I ended up signing the album deal to Central Station because um, right from the beginning, I knew that 
I needed I needed to have that combination of me and Archie working together to make sure that yeah. my album turns out to be what I want it to be. And so that was super important for me to stick to my word on that. Like it was a handshake deal in the beginning yeah. for the album. Like like the single was like the single deal was a signing thing, but the ha- the album deal was a handshake at first. And I wanted to stick to it, even though there was the, there were other companies coming in. I kind of felt like no, I'm going to stick to this because uh, I just feel like they they were the the ones to take the chance on me. Archie was the one to take a chance on me, so I'm going to stick with this label. So that's it. That's the reason. That, yeah, I feel like that speaks really strongly to your character and to your ability to stay authentic to what you want. Uh, throughout the entire process because it, it's a very unique situation you find yourself in. No, there are not yeah. a lot, uh, I, w- I dare to say there is no other artist who has ever released a debut album featuring a single that has more than a billion plays. Like that is, that's unheard mm-hmm. of. And for you to stay with the team is cool. Have you, have you found that um, throughout the process of making the album, have you kind of built a team around you in terms of producers and audio engineers and people that you like working with? Because I, I see yeah. like through the list, you have a lot of collaborations with other artists. So how does, how does that work yeah. between you having your team, your sound and, you know, the, everyone else you work with? Um, yeah, I think because I'm really involved in the creative process, I all my songs I write, really acoustically Mm -hmm. and then we then build out and find the right producer so I work with my my team at my label Archie especially um to find the right producers to pair up with certain songs or even in LA my manager will help me find certain people and I'll I'll handpick the people that I want and um usually that's how it kind of goes but I think aside from just the producers the creative team, like the video, the videographers and the people creating the visualizers and things like that, those have all been slowly, slowly building um, throughout this process. And for me, it's such a like a, a good feeling to know now I've got a really strong team. So mm. as I'm creating more pro- projects now, I just know that I could always use them and just be able to like at the at the like you know end of the phone. There's just a bunch of people that know what I know how I work and know who yeah. I am and just are like you know what okay stars what do you want to do for this particular thing and I could exp- express it to them and then we can brainstorm and it feels like such a like it just is an exciting thing for me now because I didn't have that before and so um, yeah that's that's one thing that has been birthed out of this process too which I'm really grateful for. How does that go hand in hand just even just from a fundamental level I see with uh, Let Me In you worked with Amy Allen who's worked with Halsey and worked with Harry Styles so once you've kind of built your team how does that work then branching out to to work with these other people who aren't part of the songwriters yeah yeah I guess um I guess it's all a lot of the time it's different connections that different people have like I'm a really I'm like an insular type of artist like I work in my bedroom a lot of the time and sometimes I go out there to work in studios but it's really like my manager had that connection to Amy Allen and so he Mm. went to Nashville and and then that's how he got that connection so I guess um it really just depends but that particular um collaboration came came out of just that connection with my manager usually a lot of the time it's through me also just meeting people like different producers around the way in LA or in Australia Mm. hearing of certain people doing things and I'll just want to go meet them and then I'll want to continue doing some type of collaboration with people that I love I'm I'm about to sign a a publishing deal out in America so that probably will open up a lot of doors for me as well songwriting wise and um, help me to get to know a lot of the people around. I would assume that when you're in that spot it becomes a lot more easy for people to understand what you're going for. Like if there's a tone or a feel or an emotion with a certain song that they can pick up kind of like what you're kind of getting 
through. Um, yeah, and that, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a, del- a delicate balancing act where you've got new people coming in and out. Um, do you find that fun, like working with other people that may write a different style? May so Nashville, a lot of country influences. Like, is that yeah. is that fun for you? Is that is that scary? What does that feel like? Yeah, I mean, I think um, like being a singer songwriter, a lot of my stuff in the beginning sounds gospel or blues or country. Yeah. Like it just sounds like that because that's what that singing songwriter style is. It's like yeah. folky or it comes from blues. It all comes from like, basically it comes from Africa. Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, it all, like all those melodies and things, they all make sense. Then they're, they're not different from one another. It's just that they put a different beat to it and it makes it a particular type of sound. Um, so for me, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ever like thrown off by anything, especially when it's like, cause pop music is so broad now. Mm. Um, and I just, feel like I'm a pop music artist I make melodies I make um exciting melodies and that's that's just what I do so if I hear something that I want to try on I'll try it on it sounds like you have a team who are fully supportive of you doing that in in the A&R and in in Central Station which which is a cool place to be in because uh, I suppose not a lot of artists have that freedom to explore um you mentioned earlier you were quite hands-on with the production can you walk me through what that looks like because in let me in the song um we were just talking about in particular there is such a beautiful balance of electronic elements and then just pure organic guitar vocals even like they're just little sprinkles of you using your vocals as a percussive element through the chorus like how does how does all that kind of magic happen well, I will say I'm going to give all the credit to Amy Allen because that's the only song in the whole album that I haven't actually been involved in the production process. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so, yeah, one. so that's all her That's all her coming up with those vocals and things like that. Mm. Um, I, I basically, yeah, I just basically mimicked what she laid out for me and I added a couple little things, but I would give her all the credit for that. Um, but the rest of the songs on the album, including Call On Me or any of those, um, like I wrote from, from scratch. So basically... Um, when I write these, they're usually just on keys or on guitar. Um, and then I'll go and work with other, with Call Me was pretty much just me. I wrote the whole song in my bedroom on keys. Um, and then I sent it out to producers. And then when I heard something back that I liked, then we build on that. And I start to like flesh out, okay, I like this, I like this drum pattern, but I don't like that sound. It's a bit too harsh or whatever, a million mm. different things that I'll go through. Mm. And I'll start to like pull back, add in, and then, I brought even for that song, I brought in different producers to add a little bit more bass to the sound that were more electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought in Odd Mob, who I did yeah. a collaboration with as my first like ever release. Yeah. Um, so something like that is kind of pretty much how every song is created. And yeah, so that's why there's so many like collaborative producers on the songs because I will bring in different people for different things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much how most pop music works, but I'm I'm the one that's pulling the strings when it comes to that, I guess. And it's yeah. kind of like really important to me how a song comes across because because it is my first um, project and like people need to know who I am. Like what am I trying to do, what I'm trying to say. And so for me it's really important to be involved like through and through. Um, and so, yeah, my different influences that I, I brought about um, are definitely like it definitely has to come through on the songs um, and not be – be just one one particular thing um, because yeah I feel like I've come I'm from Australia I lived in London I live in America now mm-hmm. my parents are Aussie Asian and Mauritian which is African yep. and so I just think that all those different sounds have to you just have to feel um, like this 
oh, this is something I haven't heard before or this sound is not a particular style that I've heard before mixed with that type of vocal. Um, so, that, yeah, that's important to me. Did, did you find it difficult uh, when you were first starting in the industry to have the confidence to say, no, I, I don't like that drum sound, let's do something else? Um, because when you first, like with anything in life, when you're just starting out, you kind of just want to, you just want to work. You just want to make it happen. Whereas it sounds like from the start, you've always had a very clear vision of what, what Starly wants to sound like Starly. You know? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, you know what, and that might've held me back in the past too, because I've just always had a very strong, um, sense of self, I guess. Um, even in songwriting, I've always, wanted to be included in that process. I, mm. I never felt that it's just limited to just being a songwriter and a top liner. Yep. I always wanted to be included in the other side of it because if my story is going on there and my my melody and lyric is going on there, I want to be included. And a lot of producers um, will allow me to do that, I guess, because I'm pretty soft in the way I say it. I know how to <laughs> how to because I respect their craft. I, I definitely, and they respect mine, and I would let them come in and write on some my like, we'll collaborate together and that's the yeah. whole point of collaborating. So I d- never found it hard because at the end of the day, all it is is you're just trying to get the best song. Yeah. So you, yeah. all you can do is try it. If it doesn't work, we both agree on it. Next, do the next thing. And usually if you have like decent ears, you'll know like if it's good or not. So, um, yeah, I never I never felt bad about yeah. it for sure. No, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, you, you spoke earlier about a lot of the songs start with just keys or, or guitar and just you writing them yourself. How difficult do you find it deciding? We keep it up tempo, or should we keep it? Yeah, chill. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you, you have this ability to tell stories, uh, deep and personal stories in a club anthem, which I, I feel I find yeah. quite rare. Yeah, I mean Sam Smith does it, but um, he does it very okay, well. Okay, so, sorry, um, Starly and Sam Smith are the only two on on record who can do it. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's amazing <laughs> to put my name next to him. No, wow. Um. No, I think, I guess it's just how I write. Um, And then I always dreamt that I was going to be a DJ. Like for some reason in my mind, I was like, you know what I can do one day when I was a songwriter and I didn't think that I was an artist, artist, I was like, I'm going to write these songs. I'm going to sing them. And then I'm going to DJ. I'm just going to become a DJ and I'll play these all at these club gigs to play my songs. And that was in my mind. And when I signed to central station, it just made sense. I was like, okay, that that call on me record needs to be up tempo, and I did an electronic version. Never in my mind thinking that an EDM version would be the one that that Blows really up. wins, yeah, you know, really takes over the world. But at the same time, once I heard that, I was like, that makes total sense. Um, and I guess for me now, it's just staying true to the song. What the song tells me to do, I'll do that. And sometimes with Central Station, I'll just be like, let's make a remix of this, even though it might not be the thing that I think needs a remix. Sometimes Mm. I'll say yes. Sometimes I say no. Like a couple of them from my album, I've actually said no. And that's just because I, there's certain songs that I don't think need a remix. And there's some that I think, yeah, that would go really well. Um, Depends on how I sing it. To to be fair, I feel like there is a 98% chance that Call On Me has been played at Tomorrowland. So I feel like you're hitting both goals at the same time. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, Kygo... For a long time, and maybe he still does, but I know for at least two years straight, he was playing Call on Me in his um, <laughs> in his show. So, yeah. And, well, and I- actually, uh, um, a, a little gem that I know, hopefully, not I know, but hopefully doesn't go too far, but he was one of the first people to hear the original version of Call on Me, and he passed on it. 
he passed on the song and he gave me the best nugget of advice, which he didn't tell me directly. He told his manager, who told my old manager back then, that there's something missing from the song. And when he said that, it made me change the chorus to all those high notes. Yeah. And that was the reason why it ended up being like, whoa, this song is really different and special. And then he ended up, when it came out, he played it at all his shows. So that's just there like beautiful. Um, yeah, it's just like a beautiful poetic thing because, yeah, he actually helps me. He doesn't even know. Man, someone at Central Station needs to be reaching out to Cargo's people and let's get this happening. There needs to be a Cargo <laughs> Yeah, like a song. remix of something. No, yeah. originally you got like him, he did this thing with One Republic. Let's get a Cargo and Starly happening. Hell yeah. Tell somebody. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> um, look, yeah, I'll, I'll let, you, let you go because um, I you know you're going to have a, a big night tonight and a big day tomorrow with the launch. Yeah. Um, this is honestly one of one. The album is one of the most open and honest and most vulnerable pieces of or bodies of work that I've heard in a long time. Um, and I, I feel very proud that you're Australian. I don't know why we always feel like that's kind of, it. we've also helped in this, but it's just, you have. it's such a, <laughs> a breath of fresh air in today's world of social media and likes and clicks for you to be able to stand up there and like be open and share your story. So thank you for sharing your art in that way. And we wish you all the best, nothing but success. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for saying that. That's really sweet. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation and just in general like hearing artists and musicians and producers talking about how and why they do what they do, subscribe to this podcast. However you're listening, give us a rating, a like and a comment if you can. And if there is anyone in particular you would like to hear from, hit me up on social media at Scott Coochman, C-O-U-C-H-M-A-N, and I will do my best to get them on the show. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you.